Okay, so tonight we will be playing the mystery uh, Dad Overboard. Um, and so um, the mystery will open on the top floor of the Candlelight Booksellers. Um, and it is the weekly meeting of the Murder Ravens Mystery Book Club. All three of you are there. So as the camera is sort of panning around the loft where you hold the meetings, what do we see that shows how you've personalized the space? A crap ton of muffins. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I always bring baked goods for the meetings. Absolutely. Do you bring just like one kind or do you or oh. multiple kinds? Oh, yeah, definitely. You mix and match. Right. You got your right, blueberry, right. your banana nut. Uh, I don't know other muffins, but yeah, lemon seed, <laughs> pop, all kinds. All of them. Yeah. yeah they're all, yep. and they're all yep. very good. I'm very, very orange. <laughs> hmm. For sure. Yep. It. Let me also ask, okay, which one of you brings a scented candle uh, for the, for these meetings? <laughs> I think it has to be Agnes. Yeah, I was yeah, say, I it's gotta be. Yeah. She's, she's got a couple of different scented candles. She's always setting them up. She's actually got streamers, kind of yeah. like a birthday party that go across the ceiling in different angles as well. And uh, it's very colorful in here. Um, there's mm-hmm. maybe a maybe a sarong or something that she's got hung up to look like a tapestry of some sort. And nice. uh, yeah, so yeah. What I is this? What is the scent of the scented candles? Oh, I think the one she has today is like a, a smooth, like a, like a candlewood. What's not, not mm-hmm. candlewood? Is that sandalwood. Sandalwood. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah, this is smooth sandalwood. I mean, yeah. we're in Massachusetts, so it's got to be something beachy. And sure. Uh, yeah, so she's got that out, and yeah, she's got some incense that she's got setting up as well. Yeah. I think there mm-hmm. should be a through line that we all know that Agnes has, you know, like mar- medical marijuana sort of thing, <laughs> but we never actively address it. But it's, there's sure. always these little subtle hints, like, you know, again, like waving the, uh, yeah. the uh, uh, potpourri around. There's always smoke coming out that type of thing there's always that little hint that there's something going on yeah she pulls up in her van and it's mysteriously <laughs> always got something wafting out the back but yeah it's just mm-hmm. never yeah. talked about yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the others two don't really know how to use a lighter but agnes is right there with exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. for sure um so right so so you're up in the space you um the 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 sort of the the aroma is sort of the sandalwood mixed with just really sort of delicious fresh baked goods you can hear um if you've if you've lived in places that that have a like a radiator there's sort of this like um like banging uh noise that can happen as the radiator is heating up so you can kind of like hear this um it's this is a very sort of like new england old style um you know upper floor to this um and you guys have just finished talking about uh the latest latest mystery book that you are reading. And so the series that you guys, that has brought you together um, is a series that was written by uh, Robin Masterson, um, who's sort of this mysterious author uh, that you don't know a ton about, except for that they've written um, all these wonderful books. Uh, The books all are mysteries, murder mysteries that feature um, a detective named Amanda Delacourt. And... um, uh, this is, um, you know, something you guys have, you know, read when each new book comes out, you sort of, you know, you read it as fast as you can so that you can kind of discuss it in the book club. You like to revisit the old classics in the, in the, um, in the series and so forth. Um, so I think you've just wrapped up talking about, um, Robin Masterson's latest, um, Delcourt book when in walks, um, 
a uh, man in a uniform and uh, a sheriff's uniform and a um, a sheriff's hat. Uh, and this, uh, you know, is the is Brindlewood County's uh, chief law enforcement officer, Sheriff Wyman Dalrymple. So, uh, yeah, Wyman Dalrymple. And I'll go ahead and put him on the Jamboard um, so that you can. I'd also like to know him as the, well. The name of this book was A Slice of Death, which is oh, a play yes. on a slice of life. Like every one of them is like this sort of like um, aphorism that they turn on its head and the word death is in there somewhere. I love that. Absolutely. Um, so he gives, um, so he's standing at the door of this sort of locked area and he gives one of those sort of like, um, kind of obnoxious like uh patterned knocks like you know shaving the haircut two bits um and kind of like has this you know kind of uh bored sort of exhausted look on his face um and he says ladies i wish i i wish i didn't have to ask for your help but i uh have a request um and uh, I need to tell you that there has been a um, there's been a death here in our right off the marina of our town. Uh, there is a uh, wealthy man by the name of Albert Kraus. He's uh, in finance, uh, and he was dragged out of the bay dead this afternoon. Uh, and he and his family uh, were uh, here uh, uh, moored off of the marina. Um, on a yachting vacation, um, and their boat is about a quarter mile offshore right now. Um, and the uh, rest of his family um, have uh, said that uh, Mr. Krause was drunk and fell overboard, but I think there is more to the story. Um, now, the family wants to take his uh, his body back to Boston. What I really need is maybe some evidence that uh, supports the idea that there's been some foul play involved so that we can kind of stop that from happening and I can get to the bottom of things. And now I want to, I want to emphasize ladies, if if you can help to, you know, maybe kind of point towards some evidence that maybe there's something deeper, you know, uh, more foul play, that would be very, very helpful, but I do not need you trying to solve this mystery on your own. That's what my deputies and I will be happy to do. Um, so I, I know I that. <coughs> Sorry. Yes. Yes. My deputies. Um, yes. Good to see you, Flo. Um, uh, so. Please take the um, banana that on your way mm-hmm. out. And like, as he's kind of like, you know, slowly walking over, he um, he sort of passes by Agnes and sort of pauses for a moment and says, is that sandalwood? Oh, of course. You know, we have all the best things here, Sheriff. Okay, okay. Well, as I was saying, I know you have taken it upon yourselves in the past to try to solve uh, mysteries, and that is not what I need you for. But if you could please help out here, it would be greatly appreciated. And just just a little bit of, of, of um, an indication that, that something that we can kind of hold the body. So... We needed to keep the body cold, so it is actually um, the best place for cold storage in Brindlewood Bay was down 
at uh, the fish market, um, and it the body has been put on ice down there. Um, and so, if you guys can uh, just try in the next you know couple of days to produce something that I can use to kind of justify keeping the body here, be super helpful. Um, so you want and... us to investigate, but not solve this. Yeah. See, I. You know how I close knew. Those two... I knew Lily. I knew I liked you. I, I see you've you've sussed it out right away, and um, and really you've you've put it in the best possible way. Um, so if you could, um, you know, just help me uncover a little bit of something that it might be hard for me to, you know, get otherwise, but without getting too deep in it. That's that's what I'm looking for. So you but want us won't... to do the work, but allow you to take the credit. We understand. Yes, it's, it's, just, it's a man's world. We will not be in your way at all, Sheriff. Don't even oh, worry there you about go. it. We're That's, just free, yeah, free birds going to flit where we want to flit. Don't even worry Agnes, about it. Agnes, it's always, oh, it's always about this stuff with you, isn't it? No, no. Well, let me tell you, no one could be, would be happier to uh, not never ask you for a favor. Uh, but in this case, there is a way that uh, that you really, I think, could could help me out here. So. I'm just asking for you to have a little consideration for um, how difficult it is. I mean, it's amazing, you know, for this, you know, everybody thinks this is a sleepy uh, New England town. We have one of the highest murder rates uh, in, yeah. in, it almost in, seems like it happens every week. It's like every states. Thursday night for some reason. It's March. Agnes, been the you're not wrong. Murders. You're not wrong. So, um, but thank you shit. kindly for for your help, ladies. And yeah, let me know if you have if you have any uh, any questions or, or something that you need me or one of my deputies for. We'll we'll try to help you out if we can. Tips is that. So here's a uh, question. This is an establishing question. Um, which of you um, has a uh, relationship, or no, has met one of the Krauss children? Um, several years ago. Now there's three Krauss children. So basically Albert Krauss was the one who died. Um, he's, he's the um, sort of patriarch of the family. There's his uh, wife, Allison, um, and he's, he's got two daughters. The older daughter um, is named Sarah and the younger daughter is named Emily. And then he's got a son named David. Oh, how old are these kids? Sarah is in her mid thirties. Uh, David in his, is in his late twenties, and Emily is in her mid twenties. Uh, Sarah is uh, married and has a few three children. Actually, back in Boston, they are named uh, Lambo is the little little one, um, as well as uh, Portia and uh, Mercedes. Uh, David is an artist, uh, and he. Um, is sort of an avant-garde type and then youngest daughter emily is kind of addicted to her phone um you know kind of on the nerdier side well i think maybe david uh he's an artistic spirit image maybe perhaps i babysat him when he was like pre-teen age like right when he was a little yes. bit too old to need a babysitter uh, sure i was getting some extra money and it was right after stevie left so i had to you know kind of handle my own affairs and so i think maybe i babysat yeah babysat him for a little bit um, yeah but it's been a long time since i've seen him that sounds perfect so at this point this sort of mystery is introduced 
and you can tell me some of the things that you'd like to do. So um, just to talk a little bit about sort of how things get done in this game, there are a few sort of key moves. So within Powered by the Apocalypse games, the way that sort of die rolls and certain actions happen in the game is people have moves that they're able to do. In this game, the moves are written in pretty general ways. And and for the most part, there's there's kind of three moves that will um, account for most of the action that you'll be doing in the game. So those games are the day move um, and the night move, which are written very similarly. And then uh, the something that's called the uh, meddling move. And so on your reference sheet, actually, there's some information about these things. So I'll just kind of read the uh, text of the day move. Uh, When you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen. If you fail or lose your nerve, then roll with an appropriate ability. And basically, um, in Powered by the Apocalypse games, there's um, there's different sort of uh, tiers. So a miss is when the two uh, D6s that you roll add up to uh, six or less. And then a hit is a 10 or higher. And then in between that, so seven to nine is sort of a mixed success or success with complications, succeeded to cost, that kind of a thing. Um, and then in this game, also a 12 plus, which you might get if you, you know, sort of roll a 12, or if you get to that with the addition of of the modifiers from your abilities, then um, that has sort of an additional boon associated with it. Um, So when there's, uh, but when you get that middle area, that seven to nine, um, you, there'll be a complication and I'll sort of talk to you about what that is. So now the night move is exactly the same as that. But um, there's sort of one complication. The things that happen at night at Brindlewood Bay are more dangerous um, than the things that happen during the day. Um, So when you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve. And then the keeper, me, will tell you how it is worse than you fear. And then you can choose to back down uh, or to go through with it. And if you go through with it, you're going to roll with an appropriate ability. And I'll tell you what ability to use. Now, um, if that sounds like something that potentially could be very um, dangerous, maybe even life-threatening for your maven, that is true. Um, in a night move, especially, that that something like that can happen. Um, but it is worth knowing that there's essentially no way that your maven can die in this game, unless that's something that you want to have happen. And that is because there is a move that's called the Gold Crown Mysteries move. Sorry, no, it's uh, called um, putting on a crown. So um, if you look on your character sheet, um, you will see that there's um, the uh, something that's called the crown of the queen and crown of the void. And these are both things that can be done to basically um, take back the consequences of a bad roll. So if your maven was going to die, instead you would, you can say, I'm going to put on a crown of the queen. Um, and there's a task that you'll sort of do at that point, but it essentially will, um, the scene that I've narrated of the bad outcome will sort of be rewound, and um, you will achieve the results as though you had sort of rolled a, a 12 plus on your on your move. So 
The other um, important moves to tell you about the meddling move um, is whenever you're searching for a clue, conducting research, or otherwise gathering information, um, you're going to describe how you're trying to do that, and then I'll have you roll the meddling move and um, similar sort of tiers of success there. Um, there's a special move um, that can only be used once per mystery. It's called the Gold Crown Mysteries move. And um, basically, when any maven says, this reminds me of something that happened to Amanda Delacourt, um, you guys are going to work together to describe how something that is happening in the situation kind of reminds the mavens of something that from one of the ground, uh, Gold Crown Mysteries. And you have to tell me sort of what's the name of the gold crown mystery, um, the problem that Amanda found herself in and how that's similar to kind of what you're dealing with and then how Amanda overcame the situation. And that sort of converts uh, the role to a um, a, a 12 plus. I, now, I, I did misspe misspeak about the um, what happens when you wear a crown. I said it, it makes it a 12 plus. Actually, it just moves it up one level in terms okay. of its of its uh, success. So it would go from a miss to a, to a mixed success or from a mixed success to a, a hit basically. Okay. Perfect. So those are the key things. Um, the other one to know about um, that you will use later on in the, um, in the game. And it's pretty kind of unique uh, to this game. It's called the theorized move. So uh, the mysteries in Brindlewood Bay do not have a canonical solution. So unlike other mystery games you may have played where you're trying to uncover these clues and then they will add up and all point to a very specific sort of, um, you know, culprit maybe. In this case, actually, it could be any of the suspects. Um, and when you have amassed enough clues then you'll be able to have a discussion out of character um, that will include me. And we'll all try to figure out how to utilize the clues that you've got um, so that we can um, explain uh, who the culprit is. And then uh, someone will make a theorized move. And that theorized move is to 2d6 um, minus the complexity of the mystery. This specific mystery, Dad Overboard, is a complexity of six plus the number of clues that you've incorporated. So if you, for instance, incorporate six clues, then you're minus six plus six, so it'll just be the die roll that you make. And um, if you have a miss, then you will not have found the solution yet, but you can um, keep looking for clues. And if you find at least one other clue, you can sort of attempt the theorized roll again. One very last thing is that um, when adverse things happen to your character, let's say, for instance, you... Um, have a complication, I may tell you to mark a condition, um, which has implications for your, for, you know, certain roles or tasks that you're trying to do. Uh, the way that, in, that you remove conditions in this game is to use something called the cozy move. And that's when you have an intimate moment with another maven while one of you is engaged in your cozy activity, then you can clear an appropriate condition. You also can stop upon a clue um, that's relevant to the active mystery there. So kind of two benefits from that. And um, when you have, there's, um, when you roll, um, mostly you'll roll 2d6. There are times where I will ask you to roll 3d6. Um, and that will be either because you have advantage or disadvantage. Advantage in this means, in this game means you roll 3d6 and take the two highest um, and add those together. Disadvantage means you roll 3d6 and take the two lowest and add those together. So now with that out of the way, um, we can go ahead and, and begin to kind of investigate however you like. 
it's worth saying that there are many games that that you may have played where the advice is do not split the party. That does not really apply to this game. Is perfectly fine to split the party. I've already said like you're not gonna die, so right. um, it can be fun to split up. It can also be fun to do things together when that makes sense. But so, so Flo first would would go to Lionel and say, "I'm so sorry. I I'm not gonna be able to stay after the meeting and help you with your forms tonight. I promise." Before tax season, I will have time to go over that with you. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not going to be out here. Have some extra muffins. Uh, I'll give them a whole tray. It's your favorite poppy seed. Um, and then I'll look at Lily and Agnes. I needed to go to the library today anyways. Um, so I think I'm going to head there and do some research on this uh, Krauss family, see if I can find anything, business dealings, recent successes, windfalls, that kind of thing. So you're welcome to come with me or we can just meet up later. Like I'm sure we have a group text chat. Yeah, no, that would be perfect. So, I would, I would love to go too. Um, because I mean, we we probably want to go take a look at that that body too. I mean, I don't want to be going down to the dock in a couple of days when it's getting a little stinky. I mean, I only have so much incense, so I don't want to be going down there and trying to cover that up. Okay, so maybe we should do that sooner than later. But I like your idea of going to the library. It's a little calming, relaxing. Plus, that really good looking librarian works there. You know. Um. So Lionel, at this point, has so has he heard sort of this whole exchange? I, I don't know if he, he probably gives us the space. I don't know if he attends. He might, he might be part of the, the team. I don't know. Oh, right. So you're going to go tell Lionel, but you haven't, you haven't told him yet. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, He's our boss. Uh, <laughs> what do you think Lily is, uh, is thinking will be her next move? Um, Lily's thinking uh, is agreeing with Agnes. <laughs> um, she, she want, wants to uh, inspect the body sooner rather than later um because the fish market can only keep things so cold for so long okay Um, okay very good all right so so i will tell you it is it is the evening time right so you you have your um your book club meetings um usually around you know from six to seven on saturday evening and so it's about seven o'clock now um, you can go down to the fish market. Um, this actually is sort of a it's it's sort of a touristy place. Have you ever been to uh, Pike Place in Seattle? It's a little bit like that. So there's there's kind of this showmanship that goes along. These they've got the the sort of fishmongers are sort of t- tossing around fish um, from one to another, and it's a place that you know a, a family might go to sort of take in the local sights if they're. And this is the this is the sort of the beginning of of tourist seasons, kind of in the springtime in Brindlewood Bay. So I'll say flow. Um, we can kind of um, skip to your visit to the library. The library does close at eight thirty. Um, okay. Just so you know, in the evening, you can come back tomorrow if you like, but you can also make it there um, this evening. Um, and I will say that as you uh, pass the news to to Lionel that he's going to. Um, he's he's not going to be able to get your help this evening he he looks a little crestfallen and he's got um sort of a manila folder that has you know some w2s and some you know other things and he he just kind of forlornly just kind of like closes it and like no it, you know, it's great of... sweetie it's yeah that's perfect again i i promise you i will i will help but you know when the sheriff comes calling you you have to help right away so you you are second on my list sir Oh, well, I, well, I, I surely understand. Okay. I'll, I'll see you soon. Then. So I'm more concerned about getting to the library to do my task. That's why I want to yep. go there. So, so I don't worry as much about it. Cause I can always use my phone. I assume that, uh, that, uh, Flo knows how to use a cell phone. <laughs> uh, 
but if I have time, I will use their computers to do some research because it's just easier on, on you know, computers. But uh, by my primary concern tonight is to get my envelope in the right place. And then next to that will be to do some research, um, looking up the family. Basically, I'm looking for any financial news about the family. Do they buy a company or sell a company soon? recently? That kind of thing. And what the name of the boat is, because that's always a thing. All right. So as you are... Um... Getting close to, you're about a block away from the um, from the the library. You're kind of passing uh, under a street lamp, and as you pass under it, like it just picks that moment to just shut off entirely. Mm-hmm. And so now, the space around you, you're not far from the library, but it's it's suddenly gotten very dark, and you get the sense that somebody may be following you. You feel like you hear some footsteps uh, behind you. What do you want to do? I'm gonna go ahead and pull out my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. And then just start talking on it as if I was in mid conversation, like, "Oh yeah, I'm almost there. I can't wait to see you." I, actually, I, yeah, I'm coming around the corner. You should, I should see you any moment. Okay, so but way too um, loudly and way too obvious that I'm lying. Great, great. Okay, <laughs> so um, I ring, um, ring. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you to roll the night move here, okay. um, and so um, you are. Um, I think, you know, you're kind of facing something you fear here. Um, tell me uh, what you're afraid will happen if you lose your nerve here. Probably that I will chicken out of going to the library. I will want to go, I want to deviate from that. I won't be able to accomplish this goal that I have. Yeah. Okay. So that is, that is great. It's worse than that. Um, okay. The, there is someone who would, um, would stop you and would sort of like uh, physically keep you from accomplishing the task that you're trying to do. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and um, are there, I guess it's, it's worth this point, uh, anything from your cozy place that would make a difference here? Plausibly? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's okay. anything there. Yep. That would help so go ahead and roll case. 2d6 and um, go ahead and roll with um, composure. So um for you, that means uh, you're going to be adding two. Couldn't find my uh, dice thing, and I rolled them, and they both rolled straight into the floor. <laughs> Sorry. Whoops. Yep. All right, that is an eight with my bonus. Or my- okay, very good. All right, so um, so you, um, as you pull out your um, your phone and you you're you know kind of pretending to talk on it, it does seem like whatever presence was there recedes. So you've kind of, you know, um, spooked them or whatever. But um, I, I think um, I want you to go ahead and mark the condition unsettled okay. um, that you're a little bit um, unsure of yourself in this situation. But uh, you do make it to the rest of the way to the library without incident. And um, you go in and... Um, I'm going to say you you find the place that was kind of specified in the message. Right. And uh, I'm going to be very cautious though. Cause like right now I think Flo thinks that the person following might be more related to that than the mystery because like mm-hmm. we wouldn't even know we were involved yet. Uh, and I want to make sure no one finds my envelope or even, you know, so I'm going to be like extra cautious, maybe even waiting, like literally hide in the stacks until they're closing the building before I put it where it goes. I want to make sure no one else is around. And to the point that I probably don't do any research. Like I'm, I'm too concerned with, this to to accomplish anything otherwise makes good sense um all right um is there anything else that you would like to do at the library the way i described that i don't think i'll be able to so then i will just uh call or text uh, the other two see where they're at and then i will take a cab 
there or an Uber. I don't, I don't want to walk mm-hmm. on the streets at the moment. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Sounds good. Let's, um, let's go to what uh, Lily and Agnes are doing at this point. I mean, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Bob Dylan himself brought me up on stage. We played a song together. It's where I got this guitar, you know, I mean, I swing the guitar. Ring. I mean, it was, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. You know, you know how these things are. Does Lily know who Bob Dylan is? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Yeah, you think that was like the the president guy, right? He was in Congress yeah. or something. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was some. That was a congressman uh, uh, in uh, Utah, right? Oh, Lily, darling, you need to get out of that little shelter you have yourself pinned up in all the time. Bob Dylan is one of the greatest folk singers of all time. He wrote some of the greatest songs. So this is the conversation that you have as you sort of like are arriving at um, at the wharf. Um, um, you are um, you sort of walk up and you see that. Um, in front of the the fish market, uh, there is a um, fairly handsome uh, gentleman who is uh, leading this sort of choreographed show where he's, uh, you know, they, they're sort of tossing these, these fish in this very sort of like, um, you know, uh, timed way. And he's 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 really hamming it up. He's got this outrageous French accent, and he's saying, "Les poissons, les poissons, how I love les poissons!" And uh, he's 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 really and the the tourists are eating it up. Like people have their their um, you know phones out and they're filming this and you know posting it you know to uh, left and right. Um, and so, what do you want to do? Um, oh, so I, I should tell you, sorry, there, there's a piece of information. The um, person who uh, is leading this show is someone that you know. Um, he goes by Etienne, and um, he is uh, now on your jam board. Um, he is oh, he is very Etienne, handsome. The fish mm. <laughs> yes, he is very handsome. All right. I don't know. Seems fishy to me. <laughs> Well, I don't want to interrupt the show at all. So what I want to actually do is I'm going to stand. I'm going to admire his biceps for a moment. I'm not sure if the audience can see the jam board. This is like a buff ripped. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, no, this is a good looking guy. This is a good looking guy, everybody. Um, and uh, yeah, so she just stands and admires his uh, his look for a moment. Maybe waits to catch eyes with him for a minute. Maybe does like a little... But she's gonna doesn't want to interrupt the show. She wants to go in around, follow my lead, Lily. And she wants to lead them around. I want to go in and kind of slip past all of this with her and try mm-hmm. to just go inside and sure. just try to uh, stay out of sight. So first of all, I will say that um, Etienne sees you, knows you, um, and appreciates the fact that you are letting him do his show, right? So he's, um, you know, so you kind of see him give you like just just a. a, a fraction of a second he sort of acknowledges you and kind of has a twinkle in his eye and um is you know just essentially saying you know thank you for you know not messing with my gig here um and what you know um is that um if you want to um that there is a back entrance to um the 
the area of the fish market uh, where um, where the cold storage would be, and that would be kind of the the, the fastest, fastest and stealthiest way to to get there. So you can um, try to move in that through that way if you would like. Perfect. Yeah, I want to try to just like I said, lead Lily, maybe grab a hold of her hand if I need to, mm-hmm. uh, and just guide her back into that way and try to go back in the back way. Yep, definitely. So Lily, I want to ask you something. What is it about the fish market that either reminds you um, of how much you love about this place or just that you just hate coming here every time you choose? Um, she, the smell is just a little too strong for her. Like it's, even though she, she loves living in the the city, sometimes just getting too close to the bay, it's, it's a little too salty. It's a little too well. Wait, is the East Coast? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it's it's a it's very overwhelming. Yeah. 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 It's that briny sort of you know fishy. It's intense for sure. No question about it. And I think um, that as you um, that as you are um, kind of rounding around the back of it, um, I mean, let's be honest, this is where the dumpsters are. There's there's some fish guts. That, like this, it gets more intense and more gross. So I would like for you to roll the night move, um, uh, Lily. And um, so I want you to tell me um, what you're afraid will happen um, if you lose your nerve here. She she gets nauseous very easily. So mm-hmm. she, uh, if if she t- t- can't keep it together, it'll probably it'll definitely like cause a dis- uh, uh, interruption to um uh to uh at Etienne's show. Etienne, mm-hmm. thank you, uh, Etienne's show, and that's definitely something she doesn't want to to do. Yep, yep. Um, so that's great. Um, it's worse than that. Uh, it not only would it interrupt Etienne's show, but also that you um, would uh, attract attention that would really prevent you from, in any stealthy way, gaining access to this place. Um, so I want you to go ahead and, and roll with composure. So um, uh, roll me 2d6. I guess it's worth saying, do you have anything in your cozy little place that might help you? Uh, she ha- she has like a kind of uh, part of as part of her carpenter's kits like that she was kind of working on um, in uh, like little small projects um, at at the meeting. She has like a it's like a cloth that kind of, she can kind of use to kind of cover her nose to kind of like ma- help mask um, mm-hmm. some of it. Um, okay, all right, that's very creative. Um, yeah, so I will say that you have. Um, so in working with a lot of sawdust, um, you need um, you need some different masks that can um, that can filter out particulates, and uh, you, so you can you can modestly reduce the intensity of the smell by by donning one of those masks. Um, so I want you to roll with advantage here. So roll three d six and take the two highest, and then you'll be adding one for your composure. Oh, thank you. Um, that is a 10. Ah, nice. wonderful. Okay. So yeah, for whatever reason, like this wave of nausea wave rises uh, and then it falls again and it's still unpleasant, but like you're, you you feel like, okay, the danger has passed. You are not losing your lunch here. Um, you're, those, um, 
those wonderful muffins that um, Flo baked are not uh, going to present themselves once again. So, so at this point, um, I'm going to say that you um, are able to gain access uh, through the back door. It is open, um, and you uh, creak, in, you creep in. Um, and you find yourself in um, the area of the cold storage uh, where um, there's just lots of different kinds of fish. Um, so, um, but they are, you know, um, being kept on ice. And so the, the, um, the smell's not too intense. Um, and there is a um, gentleman. He looks like he's kind of in his uh, early 60s, maybe. Uh, late fifties, maybe, and um, he's uh, he's kind of stretched out there, clearly dead, fairly well dressed. Uh, the 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 um, clothes he's wearing looks like they were um, wet and then have been frozen. Well, it was nice that they kept him on ice for us. Um, and she's gonna uh, Agnes is gonna slink in there. She wants to move forward. She wants to look around, see if she can kind of figure out anything just from an initial glance. She doesn't want to start poking around or touch the body or anything yet. Uh, she's gonna be respectful that way. But she just wants to look around, see if there's anything that jumps out immediately besides the wet clothing. Okay, so sh- uh, this sounds like you want to do the meddling move, which is great. Um, so um, I'm going to say, so you're looking for something that's off, basically? Yeah, just something that I just initially see that just strikes me as really weird, something that just immediately jumps out before I have to, like, reach too much in there. Okay, I'm going to say that um, you will, why don't you go ahead and, and roll with reason? Okay, so I've got a plus two to that, so 2d6 plus two, correct? 2d6 plus two. Oh, okay. I got a 10 on the dice. So that's a 12 total. Ooh. Five, five, and two. Ooh, that's fantastic. Okay. So, so the first thing, uh, you, you earn a void clue. So I'll, I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, okay. But um, you also um, have uh, successfully earned a clue here. So I have a list of clues. And so I'm going to look and see what. I think would be the best clue for you to find. Jinkies. <laughs> a clue. I think you see uh, sticking out just ever so slightly uh, of uh, one of his pockets is a waterlogged piece of paper. When you examine this piece of paper, um, you can see that there are... Um, that it, it is a letter from a lawyer um, and um, it alludes to um, Albert having um, recently changed his will. And, and from the context, it seems like maybe uh, the lawyer had recently drafted a new version of the will that cut someone out of it. Well, so I have will, put that on our jam board as a clue. So now you have also earned a void clue. So a void clue relates to the aspect of this game, which um, over played over several sessions uh, would become clear that um, there's this supernatural cult um, that is using the murders that happen here to try to summon um, an entity from the Bay. And so I think that after you finish examining this um, this letter from the lawyer, you notice, uh, like, as you're kind of like thinking, you know, kind of staring off into space, thinking about 
this. Your, your gaze focuses on one of the fish that's here in the storage, whose mouth like wiggles twice, and then um, says in a sort of a male monotone voice, void, just once. And then it's still again. So that is your first void clue. Uh, we don't need to mark it anywhere here, but that would be um, relevant to um, some of the meta aspects uh, that that would occur over several sessions of this game. Holy man. Boy, I would like to avoid that happening again. <laughs> yes. Nice. You guys are good. You guys are good. All right. So, uh, yeah, you found... that I had about... I don't <laughs> have too many, but... Uh... <laughs> Right, so you guys have successfully found a clue here, and I think that, like, as this, uh, as that happens, you hear sort of, like, from the front, you can hear sort of the sound of footsteps. Um, it sounds like um, maybe Etienne and one of the other fishmongers are, the show is wrapped up, and they're sort of, like, walking uh, back towards the fish, maybe to put a few of them away back in storage. What do you want to do? 